Welcome to episode 14 of the Banana Stand podcast, Shock and Awe. Lindsay is feeling motherly towards George Michael, and being a mother isn't really her thing. Oh, come on, let's do something. It's just a stupid essay. I can't. I don't want to let down Miss Barely. She's nice, you know? She's interesting. And pretty. Well, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I guess there's just some things you can't really say to your dad. Sounds like you'd like her to be more than just your teacher. Lindsay thinks George Michael wants his ethics teacher, Miss Barely, to be his mother, but her nephew just wants his ethics teacher. There's nothing wrong with that. Although, I must say I'm a little hurt that you haven't considered me. You're my aunt. (laughs) That doesn't matter. Aunts can fill that role. Teachers can fill that role. And someday, you're going to find the right woman to fill that role. But until then, I'll be right across the hall. Yuck. Meanwhile, Michael tries to show his son how ethical he is. But George Michael isn't buying it. Hey, good morning. What are you doing? It's my ethics essay. I'm supposed to write 200 words on the morality of war, whether a preemptive strike is ever justified. Absolutely, it's preemptive, you know? It happens before something else. So if you can predict aggression and you want to squash it, I don't know why you're not typing. This is all good. Yeah, I'm not sure if my ethics teacher would love if I cheated on my essay. Well, you just passed my ethics test. Of course, George Michael has a crush on Miss Barely, like father, like son. Even minor crimes are punishable by brutally chopping off the offender's hand. Uh, no ring? Can't wait to meet her at parent-teacher night. Oh, yeah, Dad, and, uh, try to remember everything she says about me. Okay. Right. Welcome. I am Miss Barely, the ethics teacher. My goal is to teach your children about the preciousness of life that can be lost by the mindless pulling of a trigger. Mm. No ring. Michael meets Miss Barely after some very awkward small talk. They grab a drink, and Michael takes his son's crush home and puts a fifth notch on his belt. The next morning, Michael fails his ethics test badly. Hey, George Michael. Wanted to talk to you about something before, but I didn't, didn't know if it was real. But now, um, your ethics teacher. Yeah, I just made this for her. Oh. And she loves Saddam Hussein. Well, I'm sure she doesn't love Saddam. I'm sure she is interested in him as a subject, you know. Right. Yeah. Right, that's what I meant. Great. You know, I just wanted to make her something special to show that I care. About the class? No, I mean about her. Oh. I kind of love her. You mean you love her, like like she loves Saddam, right? No, no, I mean like, like love her, love her. Oh. Oh. Oh, hi. Hi, George Michael. I was just looking at this model home. I'm going to go home and think about it. I'm going to go home and think about it. Dad, what was she doing here? I mean, she, she wasn't... Michael knew he had an ethical responsibility to tell his son the truth. Yes. Your Uncle Job slept with her. Welcome to episode 14 of the Banana Stand podcast. I'm Joe Aguirre. She is Eden Fritz Aguirre. We are reviewing season one, episode 14 of Arrested Development, Shock and Awe. Love Heather Graham 
so much. And she was such a huge actress when she made her appearance on this show as Miss Barely, as in Barely Legal. That's the underlying theme throughout this episode. Michael falls uh, for what turns out to be George Michael's <laughs> ethics teacher, Miss Barely. Uh, and as we would see later on, they're fighting over the same woman. This is not. This will not be the only time, Eden. Like twins. <laughs> like twins. Oh, also, uh, this is the episode of Anyang. Uh, Lucille adopted a 14-year-old Korean boy. She had actually forgotten about it. And uh, then the child services called up and said, we're going to drop off the kid. Michael, Michael, that was funny. I mean, naturally, you know, when your son doesn't eat his cottage cheese, <laughs> you know, you sign a form. Maybe you know you're adopting a kid. It happens. Meanwhile, uh, we check in on George Sr. His caged wisdom tapes have uh, brought him a new admirer, uh, one to learn at his feet, although he suggests that's a good start. Disgusting. Yes, uh, that's that kind of episode. So, uh, like father, like son there, George Michael is in love with Miss Barely, his ethics teacher, and he's telling uh, Lindsay all about it. But Lindsay, you know, isn't exactly smart, and she misunderstands and actually thinks what George Michael's looking for is a mom. And Lindsay actually offers herself up into that role and George Michael's obviously talking about a crush, and she even does the hair twirl, and if you need me, I'm across the hall. Again, another disgusting part of the <laughs> episode. But, and also, as she walked away, she even noted how proud of herself she was for giving such a good talk. She really did feel good about herself. It was so funny. Um, and then Lindsay at the parent-teacher conference tells Michael all about Miss Barely. There's this instant connection. They even had out that night. They go have drinks. She comes back to the model home, and that's where all the fun starts because don't forget, Job wants to get back at Michael over this whole Marta thing. So this is now stretching multiple episodes at this point. George Michael sees in the morning, he sees Miss Barely, he wants to know, she pretends she's just there to, like, see the model home. Maybe she's going to buy it. She says she's going to go home and think about it. Uh, so Michael, in a panic, lies to his son and says, Uncle Job slept with your ethics teacher. How unethical of him. Incredibly. <laughs> um, I think she says that's the most unethical thing she's ever heard. So Michael ends up breaking up with Miss Barely because he feels bad for his son. Then he regrets it at the school diversity dance. He explains to his son that he lied. He wants Miss Barely back, but she's not interested in either of the Bluth boys. Instead, she falls for a different fella who uses George Michael's exact approach to see if she would dance. And Jeremy wins the girl. Hey. Want to dance? Can't believe that would have worked. So Job's just, Job's riding the bitter bus pretty hardcore. He calls Michael, offers up a chance to meet a couple of gals. And um, Michael shows up with, with a little reluctance. And uh, there's these two girls. There's Shannon, the pretty girl. And then there's uh, Nazgalia who is Fred Armisen in drag, basically, is what's going on there. Michael, trying to be nice to Nazgalia, compliments her in some way. 
Joe misunderstands. He thinks she's interested, and so he goes for it with that hideous monster. Hey, as long as Job's happy, I mean, with that whole Marta thing, it definitely makes sense that, you know, Job thinks he needs to get even with Michael in the first place, and it this will later come back to bite him at the end of the episode when he tries to get Miss Barely, but goes for the wrong teacher. Yes, he does. Um, Mrs. Whitehead is, in fact, not the ethics teacher. She teaches what? Civics. Correct. Yes, Edna is her first name. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Lucille's got herself a brand new son. He's a little Korean. That sounds nice. Let's have that. Um, She had signed up for him a year earlier, uh, as you alluded to, because Buster would not eat his cottage cheese. She did it while drunk. And... um, Anyang is here to say uh, we're going to lo- learn a whole lot more about Anyang, and that's the only word he ever says. That's why she called him that. Uh, obviously, that's a, a bigger plot line a little bit later on. Buster takes Anyang to school with him to enroll, which is so weird why Buster would be at high school. Uh, he runs into maybe, and she decides for shock value George Michael's all kind of gearing up. Maybe they're going to go to the dance together. She asks Anyang. Uh, as soon as she shows up at the dance with Anyang, what happens, Eden? Steve Holt. There he is, Steve Holt. Uh, meanwhile, over at the prison, George has this new admirer, Cindy Lightbloon, who's swooning over him and, and his amazing caged wisdom tapes. She tries to get him to talk about the things that he's done wrong, but George wants to know all about her and the naughty things that have happened to her body. Uh, Meanwhile, outside in the FBI van, Agent Cummings and Agent Freeling have a camera and a microphone on Cindy's bra where they observe George going to town on Miss Cindy. Uh, and of course, they immediately uh, they immediately uh, wash the dog, as as they say. And of course, because they think that you know that they thought that George had you know blown their cover, but you know, really, it all goes back to one of the earlier lines of the show, "Daddy horny Michael." And then again, they just think that he's blown their cover, and they have to blend in van, so they come out with the dogs and they start cleaning. Which will later come out in another episode where the blend-in van comes out again, but I believe in the other episode, it's an electric company instead. Um, Before we kind of get into some of the other things, including shock and awe, the name of this episode is in reference to what we were living through at the time back in 2003. That was the Iraq War. Shock and awe was the beginning of the war. Uh, That's what we hit Iraq with. It was like this immense airstrike. Uh, so that's where it came from, which is funny because we we got um, a lot more references to Saddam Hussein. We know Miss Barely loves him, apparently. Michael notices um, some of the resemblances between the model home and Hussein's palace, which, again, uh, we'll get into when we talk about that little bit of light treason. Um, so a lot of Saddam Hussein. I'm curious your thoughts on George Michael, he who made the Saddam Hussein collage to impress Miss Barely. Uh, where is the George Michael meter in this episode? I'm going to give him a seven this episode. He didn't really do anything too bad this episode. He was a good kid. 
Um, again, maybe went with An Yang to the diversity dance. And he also lost a girl he was interested in. And it wasn't even his cousin. By the way, quick trivia question for you. Michael and Joe go on their double date. Where? What's the name of the restaurant? Don't look, cheater. I don't, I'm not even looking. I don't know. It's a recurring restaurant. Klimpy's? Klimpy's Express. Oh, no way. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, man, I was guessing. Isn't that great? Oh, come on. How did I, that was great. That was a lucky guess. Oh, but yeah, back to the George Michael meter. I said a seven just because, you know, I feel bad for him in this episode, but I took away points because he defaced a rare book to get the picture of him in the swimsuit. No, <laughs> that's you, you great. You can't deface a rare book for that. Come on. That's just sad. So I've got something else for you really cool. Uh, it is a trivia question, and I don't think you're going to have the answer to this. Bring it on. I'd like to know how many grams are in a Bluth Banana jail bar. What? That's right. It's on the sign in the episode. I watched it. I wrote it. There's the sign right there. He's in front of it, so you I can't, can't see it. Yep. Uh, you don't know the answer, do you? Four? The answer, oh, my goodness. It's almost as if you could have only seen one of the numbers. It's 14. Oh. 14 grams in a Bluth Banana jail bar. I feel very good about myself. I stumped you. I, I rewound that like three times when we watched it the other night so I could see what it said. Did you and I still miss it? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. This is how Eden and I end up busting each other when we're trying to like find trivia is I'll I'll see a scene, and if I see something, I'll replay it a couple times so I can get it, uh, and then she's obviously observing it as well. But anyway, well, I thought that was- I miss it, so I'm, I'm happy that you feel good about yourself. That's good. Well, I did. Great episode. Really- um, I think one of my favorites, the the background music, by the way, playing during the diversity dance was actually the soundtrack to Arrested Development. I bet you didn't know that. Oh, was it really? Yes. Uh, also, uh, you mentioned uh, Shirley Funke. This is the first time uh, we see any reference to her. Um, another thing that I really love in this episode, and I because my phone died last night, so I wasn't able to take notes, but there was something great in this episode we find out that uh, so when when Michael and uh, Miss Barely are talking and she's so upset with him, he makes reference to the fact that she's only been the ethics teacher for six weeks, and they had had that earlier laugh about um, the teacher uh, having had a stroke. Do you remember the teacher's name? I'm thinking about it. Oh. You punk! Oh man, I don't. What was his name? Mr. Daniels. Oh, Mr. Daniels. My right. Oh, the stroke. Right, maybe had called him and asked him, and that's why he had a stroke. That was the funny part. I See, I butchered it. It's all right. I know Tobias in this episode. Again, I never like that. Like, yeah, there was, he was in 15 out of the 18 in a later, or no, I'm sorry. He missed a couple this season, but then next season he's in every episode, and the only person to not be in every episode is Jeffrey Tambor, who's only in 15 of the 18. But, yeah, unfortunately, he did miss um, a couple episodes. But I know because you were telling me that um, around this time, um, David Cross was really popular and was really doing well. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure it has to do with that. Jane Lynch, by the way, uh, had started to become kind of a darling on the Fox network. She would later go on to do that show, Glee. And, um, I mean, just a whole bunch of really good guest appearances. But Heather Graham... Again, huge score to land someone like Heather Graham. Now, uh, Heather Graham would be certainly available pretty much to do birthday parties uh, and magic shows or whatever you might need. But she was a huge star then. 
Uh, she had been in the Austin Powers movie. Like, I mean, just, oh, that was awesome. And yay for Michael. That brings him up to five women, by the way. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's good for him. <laughs> Wait. Five times or five women? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, well, again, like you were saying, this is a great episode. Again, you know, with the whole Saddam Hussein thing, I mean, this really sets us up and, you know, gives you a little taste of what you expect in season three. I mean, again, this episode really set us up for a lot of great stuff coming up down the line. Do you have any other thoughts? I don't. Just a great episode. I mean, really, for me, I, I remember when they said Heather Grant was going to be in the episode and how excited I was to see her. And again, to watch it all these years later, she's just as awesome. And that's how I feel about it. Could have used more Lucille in this episode, too. I agree. I mean, I think with, you know, rewatching it again, because the first time I watched the series was 2016. I don't think I fully understood or appreciated all the jokes and, you know, getting to watch it all again. I just, she's hysterical, and I agree. She definitely should have been in this episode more. The other thing, too, uh, you know, for, for people who didn't watch it, like some of us who watched it back in 03, you know, we were living through the Iraq War, so the the jokes about Saddam Hussein were, were definitely um, very relevant at the time, whereas now... Uh, it's like a funny ode to, like, ancient history for you guys. But uh, it was a big deal. Again, the episode being shock and awe was what the, the campaign was, uh, the the initial attack on Iraq. So uh, just a fun episode. That's all I got to say. I really enjoyed this one. And I was sad to see Miss Barely go. And Mr. Daniels. Felt like I barely knew her. <laughs> that was funny. Clovercrestmedia.com backslash the Banana Stand Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at Banana Stand Cast and on Instagram where you could see our weekly George Michael meter. Well, that's going to do it for episode 14 of the Banana Stand Podcast. I hope you like and subscribe. Feel free to share with all your family and friends and anybody who you know who loves Arrested Development. For Eden Fritz Aguirre, I'm Joe Aguirre. Thanks so much for listening to the Banana Stand Podcast.
some money for the family. There's always money in a banana stand. We don't have the money, Pop. There's always money in the banana stand. And so Michael, his son, and his brother together enjoyed the cathartic burning of the banana stand. There was money in that banana stand. Well, it's all gone now, Dad. There's $250,000 lining the walls of the banana stand. Why didn't you tell me that? How much clearer can I say there's always money in the banana stand? No touching! No touching! No touching.